As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn. Come on in, open your bags and let us fumble around in the dusty darkness looking for golden podcast content in amongst all the raisins. This is the show where your hosts Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson delve deep inside the minds and lives of women through the portal of handbags. Two friends, one handbag, endless possibilities. I'm a mother of two with a background in broadsheet journalism, an expertise in fashion magazine editing and a diploma in emailing high-profile people whilst a toddler shouts bike in my face. I'm a mother of two who started out in radio before working at Psycho for nine years as a TV creative. Oh, I bet you've got some stories. And not one of them can I tell. So this is how the show works. We take a handbag, delve into it, dig out various items and then discuss these things, sometimes at length. We'll do this until we're interrupted by a sound all too familiar to a mother's delicate sensibilities. I don't like onions. What is onions? Which signals the end of that discussion, or seemingly polite brawl, and the start of our next subject. This is the one where our wallets physically explode with receipts and loyalty cards, but absolutely no money, where our faces prove that anti-aging creams don't work, and where we puzzle over chunking. Now, like a lurking sense of guilt that never fully goes away, here is the so old it's nearly in fashion again handbag. Very good. Are you good? I'm good. I think it's time for the first rootle around. Jess, I want you to do the honours. Right. Kick things off. Right, what have we got in here today? Ooh, soggy. <laughs> no, don't, don't go in that bit. <laughs> so, what do we have in front of us here, Charlotte? This is a wizened old chocker full, out of date, weird things poking out of it wallet. Um, really kind of bursting at the seams there, isn't it? Yeah, this is the sort of wallet that if you take out one of your loyalty cards, which you have hundreds of because you're so loyal to so many different people, um, then the entire contents of your wallet falls out because your wallet has become accustomed to being too full. In fact, it's very like my pregnant stomach versus my um, the baby has left stomach. Like yeah. my skin goes, what? 
and all my money falls out. Actually, I was asked this morning at our swimming lesson as, I, as my daughter and I were getting changed why I've got such a ripply tummy. Who asked that? <laughs> my daughter. Okay, just to clarify. <laughs> Thankfully, it was my daughter. Ripply. Now, does she mean the, the six-pack? Yeah, my rippling six-pack. Yeah. She was really, she was very impressed by that, actually. Anyway, so back to the wallet. The wallet, Jess, you're always very good at bringing us back to what we actually <laughs> are back. here to talk about. This wallet has so many receipts in it and not one pound. <laughs> not one! It has a Peppa Pig plaster in it. Yes. I carry an aspirin mm -hmm. in it in Just case in anybody case. has a heart attack. Mm -hmm. I worry about that a lot. Yeah. Any change for the car park? Oh, no, of course not. It'd be ridiculous. No, I have an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, not, not any money. All of the evidence of all the money I should not have spent and all the things I should definitely throw away, but I'm so frightened of someone going through my rubbish. Well, these people who go through rubbish, yes. they don't exist. Yes. And taking my customer number from the Sainsbury's receipt from 2014, I'm uh, I'm the same. I like to uh, keep all my stuff where I need it, and yet nothing useful is ever in there. But you know what will happen? You will clear this out, and you will get rid of the swimming pool thing that you need to get into that place you once went. And for some reason, one day you'll kind of just want to nip down to Woking, and you'll go swimming, and you won't have that then. Mm. And this is the fear that we live by, which is why we keep our wallets stuffed full. I don't know a single person who doesn't. Who has a minimal wallet? Who yeah. does that? My wallet situation has got out of control. I mean, I've actually burst the zip on my wallet. It's it's that bulging. And it's quite indicative of my completely chaotic and disorganized state of mind. I've got like organized people that see that and their eyes their eyes start twitching. I do feel vindicated because my job is to be a creative and the way I work is to splay things around and to have disarray and then that pushes my mind in lots of different directions and it makes me look at something in a different way to the way it might have been looked at before and then like I come up with a spider diagram it's exactly like a spider <laughs> diagram so then I look at something in a new way and I go okay so we've come up with something different here it's a very similar situation on my desktop on my computer I mean it's scattered around but I know where things are it's like a security measure. No one is going to have the time or the patience to look at my desktop and find any details about my life because they can look at this and go, this woman's obviously... Beyond hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing can be gleaned from this apart from the fact that she's obviously... Mad. <laughs> <laughs> but creative. They'd see that and go, Definitely this woman creative. is creative. <laughs> That's always my excuse. That's always my excuse. My desk is such a bomb site because I'm a creative. It's but, how I function. But it must be. So I have a thing with my wallet. I keep everything. I keep a mother care gift card. Oh. This may or may not have money in it, but how foolish would I be if I discarded it without checking? Just in case. I actually do think I have at least four empty gift cards in my wallet that maybe have like five well, pence on them or something. But well, but that's five pence we wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah, exactly. So actually it's like just, throwing money away. I do carry my NHS health card. What is that? Well, yeah, what is that? I have my maternity exemption card in here oh i was last pregnant expire? i was last pregnant over three years ago <laughs> that for me is more of a souvenir just proving yeah. i did it in yeah. case the kids one day are at school and i go was that all just a really <laughs> bizarre dream, dream? <laughs> <laughs> i can check my wallet and know that no in fact i was pregnant it did happen yeah.
my gift aid card for when I drop off at the cancer research shop, yes. which I never take or show them. There's a really nice lady who works there, oh, and I quite like talking that. to her. Yeah. Every morning when I go in there to drop stuff off, and I don't take my gift card, and she spends ages writing my name wrong, and then right, and then wrong, and then right. We always talk about the low winter sun. Yeah, she tells me. She tells me about the low winter sun, and she always talks about the horrendous driving conditions. She only drives less than a mile to 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 work to work at the chat shop. I do love her. Yeah, she is legendary. And the other day she told me that the low winter sun, this is actually wasn't the other day, it was November. The other day in November, she told me that the low winter sun had meant that she kept stopping on the way here. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, because it's so low today, the winter sun, <laughs> it's sort of shining through those poppies they stick on the lampposts. And I just kept thinking they were traffic lights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went, you... You did, did you? <laughs> I can in no way relate to this conversation, but I'm just I'm just going to stick with it to see if there's any other like yeah. little nuggets of gold. <laughs> I love that one. Oh. I'm going to take you to meet her one I day. I want to meet her. She's she even better. Brilliant. She's even better than I'm making out. She's better. <laughs> um, do, do, is there anything that you carry that you're particularly ashamed of in your wallet? What? Oh, that I... Mm. No, hang on. So what have you got? This doesn't look as impressive as I was thinking it would. Um, Your zip is clearly going to go up. But look, it's been fixed. Look, it's actually been... We've had a bodge job to kind of fix it so it will actually close. Um, um, oh, yes, garden centre loyalty cards. That's quite good. Can I just stop They're you on the garden centre thing? And if any mother is listening, there are two things when you become a mother that you didn't realise you'd signed up for. One of them was soft play. Yeah. I'd never heard that term before I became a mother. Soft play, what is this? The other thing is, garden centres become an exciting day out. I know, an actual event. Yeah. An N actual outing. Yeah, n not something that is purely reserved for people over 60, yeah. but something that you want to go to. They obviously serve coffee, mm -hmm. which is somewhere that we're all going to flock to. There's usually a um, postman Pat uh, car thing that they can sit in. Always. I would, but I never, ever, ever put money in it. No. Why do you They always have to climb out as soon as you put the money in. Total waste of money. Oh, I'll tell you what I do keep in here for sentimental reasons is I keep my old business cards just to remind me that once upon a time <laughs> I did have quite an important job. So Mar I think Marie Kondo would probably have a field day with us, this wonderful Japanese lady who's going around tidying the world, basically, with her special folding techniques. I have heard lots of people saying it's great. Her theory seems to be just throw everything away. Apart from something that sparks joy. Things have to spark joy, don't they? Make you feel... Which is quite a nice idea. So you keep the things that you genuinely love rather than just hoarding things because you're too frightened of scammers and criminals who want to take your things and your identity. But what about when you get rid of everything that you genuinely don't like and you just have the things that you love? Do you ever think that maybe those things you only love because in comparison to all the other crap, they're really nice? Now, once the other crap's gone, they don't look that great. I remember reading a book called How to Clear Your Clutter and it wasn't so Daily Mail friendly, but it was... One of the first tips was throw away all the books, so I threw it away. And did you regret that decision? <laughs> no, but apparently that's one of the biggest problems. People call books clutter. They go, if your house is rammed with books that you've read, 
you're not going to read them again and throw them away. This is shelf space you could be utilising. Whereas I look at them like trophies. But I don't want to throw in my books. No, there's something deeply comforting about books. Plus, if you look in any interior design magazine, they always feature a library. But maybe not ones that look like mine, whereby, you know, but they, they all have like the spines either colour coordinated or even now facing in. So you can't actually even see what book it is. But that so doesn't make just, any sense it, to me. It's demented but it looks nice <laughs> so that's i think that's the that's why it's become so pinterest friendly this is totally so you then, can you imagine by. us who have no organization and having to rootle around pulling all of our books I off would the pull, shelf i would pull them off in a panic I would, pull, I would as well if i couldn't find one book i would need a paper bag to calm my face down yeah. as i like pulled <laughs> at everything oh this can't be true it's a thing I need proof it's an actual Pinterest thing it's actually true but this is ridiculous I actually saw something that Samantha Cameron's mother who owns Ochre you know very tasteful home interiors shop she recovers she rebinds all of her books so that they are all coordinated (laughs) I don't know what to do with this information yeah (laughs) do you remember at school you had to cover your books with wallpaper oh yes or that clear plastic stuff clear plastic stuff at our school it was wallpaper (laughs) it was really old school wallpaper no one has any hello 12 year old child get some wallpaper no not a whole so not roll of it like a 90s stencil no. what, we, what we're talking rage. about is a is an 80 by 30 centimeter piece of wallpaper you should get hold of that yeah sure it'd be better if it was in like hideous garish colors <laughs> that made you feel sick for an entire school year <laughs> yeah sure I'll find that. Um, or, or wrapping paper or something mm. and i did that and that was forcibly like mate we had to do that but this lady does it by choice because what because she disapproves of covers of books i think she finds them all a bit vulgar you know whereas if you have them all the same shade of off-white what else could you i mean what else does this expand to all of your pictures that are on the wall distracting you from the cleanliness just (laughs) just paint over them exactly these ones that you've got on your wall here wedding just paint that over white yeah tidiness seems to be quite in at the moment so i think at the moment you and i are deeply unfashionable with our bulging disorganized wallet like i think we should just relax and know that these things are never going to happen in our lives (laughs) embrace our slovenliness mummy when you grow out of your car can i have That is the sound of someone telling us we must stop talking about this. So let's go on to our next subject. So, Charlotte, your turn to have a fumble. Okay, I got some. What have we got here? Anti-wrinkle cream. Mm. I, I know I need it. I try it. It makes me spotty. And I go, okay, this has worked. I don't feel old anymore. I feel like I've gone back in time to the bit of my complexion was the worst it's ever been. Yes. Congratulations, tube of cream. I'm a teenager, but an ugly one. Um, It doesn't make me wrinkle free. It makes me foul. But it's just really sad, isn't it? When you suddenly get to an age where you just suddenly notice that your face is changing and that is kind of alarming and you suddenly start thinking, oh, you know things that just didn't ever really apply to you never really thought specifically about looking for anti-wrinkle or whatever 
Um, and then suddenly you start thinking, oh, maybe I do need a little bit of extra collagen here to plump these lines out. I still have. You know, old people go, I don't feel a day over 28. <laughs> and I think that I don't feel I look a day over 28. And That's great. No, Jess, this is delusional. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> At least, thank God, we have makeup. It's the poor guys that you've got to feel sorry for. No, you don't. You know, for a bloke, he becomes more chiseled almost as his face ages you can see the outline i don't know sometimes the chin kind of melds into the neck a little bit okay so men don't need makeup because men in this day and age grow enormous hedge-like beards yes and that is a it's a disguise and that is their way of getting around aging now what it means is that young men appear extremely old old men don't you just can't age people that's their answer to makeup so whereas a woman over 30 suddenly the forehead starts looking a little bit more concertinaed and then suddenly there's a fringe involved and and I suppose that that works the same way I had a fringe for a while which kind of helped apart from the fact that I have this kind of hideous cow's lick in the middle of my head so I've always had this weird like Dennis the Menace gap which was a complete pain in the ass, can I say which wasn't doing any of the concertina line hiding that it was meant to do so that was a complete waste of time. But I've heard that Botox is even on offer at hen parties now. So Botox has now become so standard for women. Like there are women of, like in their early 20s having Botox, like preventative Botox. I had that recommended to me by someone, not a physician, may I add, just a friend. <laughs> just a random person <laughs> Someone who stopped me in the street was wearing a white coat. the woman in the coat. charity shop? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, she's wonderful. She probably would recommend it. Yeah, my friend said, just, you know, you look great, but... I mean, it's always really nice when someone ends, you look with great with butt. butt. Said, but, you know, you will age. Uh, yeah, you blooming well hope you will. I thought the option, other like, option what? is dying. I'm going to stay 28. <laughs> Surely. But she said, you know, exactly like I say, preventative. Stop the lines appearing. And yeah, I could have done that, but I had no money. So that's not an option for me. I have never had it. Have you? I haven't, no. But I have to say, I've suddenly started finding myself a little bit more interested in it. Mm. Whereas only a couple of years ago, I thought it was awful and I would never, ever entertain it. And you just think, no, you're face is a it's a canvas which shows your your life experiences and all the laughs and everything that you've had i think that mine just shows how many sleepless nights i've had and how many percy pig sweets i've eaten hardening my arteries eliminating all my collagen the creams the anti-aging creams it's one of those massive cons they say anti-aging but all that means is that it has to have spf in it mm. that's all it means and it just means that you won't get worse this one here isn't it's called nano blur i tried it because it promised a miracle and i was expecting a miracle. i was expecting when i opened the lid for a Robin Williams-esque genie to pop out and go, what are your three areas of wishing? Which face, which bit? Top, bottom, what is it? And it didn't do it. It can be a little bit alarming. Noticing that you're changing, getting a few grey hairs springing out and a few more lines that you didn't have before. And it's... so then when you've kind of got all of this stuff, you know, screaming at you from the shelves about making you uh, look younger, it's quite appealing. I had a very fabulous midwife and her husband had died suddenly after only a few months of marriage. Oh, no. She said she made a point of celebrating her birthday with wild effect every year from then on because she was lucky to have a birthday because mm -hmm. it meant she'd been alive for another year and being alive is a victory and it's a really strange concept in our in our society that we spend a lot of time 
wishing we weren't aging the alternative is not great absolutely i know why do we have this thing this fear of getting older when it's a inevitable and when you're a child you just can't wait for your next birthday you can't wait to get older and then as you get older suddenly you're trying to go back it's such a bizarre concept i think every culture probably worships in some way youth and beauty because it's indicative of fertility and new life it's all about survival of our species and young people provide new people because they're young and they're fertile so all those things that women aspire to that you know the bounciness the slimness the litheness the shininess all that stuff means that there's great possibility with this one yeah <laughs> and once you're sort of over that hill it goes the other way and you're not such a celebrated person. I remember my mum saying, there is a time when you don't get noticed anymore. I'm like, yeah, but that hasn't happened to you. Has you? My mum is an absolute She's bombshell knockout. gorgeous. Is this train go under Waterloo? Maybe it's time to move on I before we our... get into another tiredness ramble. Yeah. Jess, this week's tiredness competition. I was in a petrol station, as we all so often are, and I, I was really tired. I went to pay because I'm not a criminal. And I stood in front of the door and I must have just stood there because in my head it was an automatic door until a man came up behind me and looked at me in a slightly quizzical, amused, worried way and just <laughs> opened it like I was potentially just waiting for some sort of knight in shining armour to do my deeds for me and open this door. Really, Charlotte. Yeah. I thought it was automatic. And the shocking thing is not even realising that you've made a mistake. <laughs> How long was I there? <laughs> Had the sun set in that time? <laughs> anyway, that's my tiredness admission for this week. I was quite proud of it. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. I don't really have an entry for the um, tiredness competition this week. I've got a stupidity entrance um, week. It's left a field. So, yeah. So, I went and took my daughter for a little swim. Went off to our lovely new shiny swimming pool, complete with new car park. And there oh, were That signs. does sound fancy, Well, by it the way. was quite fancy, <laughs> the new car park. And I was totally thrown by the ticket machine on every level. Every machine was telling me that the machine wasn't working and you had to get a ticket from another machine. Otherwise, there would be hell and huge fines to pay. So I dragged this other woman along with me. So we went up and down four levels in the car park. And um, she said, have you actually tried the ticket machine and I said no shall I just give it a go and um, lo and behold out popped a ticket and I just wasted about 10 minutes of her gym time I did make a complaint at reception when I went in <laughs> your machine works and that's just my complaint she reassured me that I wasn't the only person to have 
have made such a discovery. We have to move on and have our our next rummage. Jessica, have Um, a little have a little thing around. So here we have. Oh god, it's like Anna Ford's in the room. It is, isn't it? Here we have the uh, the paperwork that I got from my daughter's parents' evening, where we were talked through the curriculum for our very very small children. Bearing in mind that these children couldn't wipe their own asses a few <laughs> months ago, this is now what we've been given areas. So we actually know what they're meant to be doing, what they're meant to be learning. So age five to six. They need to be able to use regular plural noun suffixes. Hmm. Got that? And they also need to... Oh, yes, when they're age six to seven, so year two, subordination. A what? Subordination, Charlotte. (laughs) They need to know about subordination and coordination. And expanded noun phrases was banded around. Considering that I am an English graduate I really felt quite afraid and also just was thinking dear god I'm going to have to help with this homework soon and that's before we got on to maths bearing in mind and and can I just observe I've never seen the word maths look more frightening it is in the most enormous font I've ever seen it's in a bold and it's black it might as well have little dribbles of blood running (laughs) off it it couldn't look more terrifying isn't it can I just pick out my favorite immediately Mm-mm. chunking, chunking. <laughs> i need like chunking. <laughs> what the hell is chunking we did it at university did we? <laughs> yeah no. we did i definitely did top's pizza definitely helped uh, so chunking is <laughs> division um well i didn't know that yep uh expanded methods partitioning they decided to um test the parents knowledge of grammar <gasps> That was me. We had a grammar test, and of course, everybody looked at me. Oh, well, Jess is a writer. She'll know all the answers to these questions. Did I? No, I didn't. I just sat there looking terrified. I haven't done grammar since I was doing my GCSEs. Did they put you on the spot and ask you questions? on the spot. It's like the most hideous intellectual sports day for parents. You had your little mind rebox on and you were running. I did. And you know that whole kind of fraud thing that so many women have? I I genuinely had that moment where I was discovered... to be a total fraud no you're not a fraud what you have is a natural skill well, that's and what sometimes I said. it's instinctive yeah. you it's know instinctive. what comprises an excellent sentence and I, what I doesn't like to think so you don't need to know the rules because you just feel the rules feel the rules that's exactly what i said that yeah. was my argument <laughs> i've coasted through my career so far i just feel the sentences Anyway, the bottom line of all this is that this is the stuff that our children will have knowledge of and understanding of before they're seven years old. And this makes me feel quite afraid. Maybe I'll be ordering some York notes. York notes for Kipper and Beth. (laughs) With children's homework, Wikipedia is your friend. Yeah. I was asked a question the other day about the Earth's atmosphere and the sun. And I went, um, and I said, um, for long enough. That to I quickly consult. To, yeah, yeah, that's why Google. we have smartphones and we don't allow our children to, so we can look wise. It's a little bit like when you go around museums when you're a child with your parents and you think that somehow they are just the fonts of all knowledge, that they these people are brain boxes and your respect for them increases dramatically on those trips to the museum or the zoo, whatever it is, because they know so much about everything. And then you realise when you're a parent, 
No, they don't know about it. They are just reading the information <laughs> and they're showing off. And this is not their information. This is just, the museum's read, property. reading. We need crutches, yeah. <laughs> coping mechanisms. Because then they see a chink in your armour and you've suddenly lost all your power. Yeah, at school they'll be like, my mum does Knowledge not know what power. chunking is. Yeah. Mummy's an imbecile, yes. bangs a saucepan at tea time <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> What a brilliant point to end it. This has been a blast. Shout out to the old lady in the charity shop. I've forgotten how much I love you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Please, if you can tolerate or even like what we're doing, please subscribe. We'd love to arrive in your inbox every week. Subscribe to us, yes, on iTunes. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Handbags Podcast. And same on Instagram, at Handbags Podcast. Fabulous. And if you want to send us an email, like someone on a gap yard, in 1999 it's handbagspodcast at gmail.com we would love to receive it we'll probably send you one back we will be having guests next week we're starting our interview sessions with them rootling through the handbags of successful inspiring and generally rather fabulous women hoping to find clues to their achievements evidence of their actually just like usness and reassuringly raisins thank you so much for listening see you next week bye Mommy! <laughs> Yeah, you can.